Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story. We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour. I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio. And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here. Hi. Hi. What up? I'm like working, like working for a period of time, and then I'm taking a break and like doing my laundry and cleaning my bathroom. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm doing the same thing. I'm pretty much trying to keep myself from laying down and taking a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make this house not quite such a wreck for when it'd be good here. I don't want your mom to judge me. That's what I'm really concerned about. Are you serious? It's, it's like fucking chaos in here <laughs> no my apartment let me tell you my apartment has been a fucking wreck and it, it does not help with like wrapping gifts and stuff like I yeah. trash the place yeah um i'm sure blanche is having fun yeah it's like and then like when i get home from a trip it's like it takes me so long to like get everything out of my suitcase and like it's been chaos so it's even though like I hate having to like prepare for someone to like come stay Mm -hmm. my apartment does look really nice like today like tonight I'm gonna like totally take a bath in my nice clean bathroom yeah that's what I like about people coming to visit is it makes me do a deep clean you know (laughs) we rarely have people over so it's like you know both of us are just kind of messy in nature so we don't really like Mm -hmm. you know I mean you know Everything is still sanitary, but it's not like, you know, super clean. So it is nice to have have a reason to make it clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Um, the cleanest my apartment is, apartment my house is, is like whenever you come stay to take care of the dogs. Like that's, that's the cleanest it'll get, but I consider that very clean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, um, but I guess I've never really seen your place in like, you know, disarray. Yeah. You haven't seen it normal, which is, <laughs> it's always a disarray. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this last weekend was pretty wild, like working retail. I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like seven and eight hour shifts every day. And like people, people have reached like panic mode. Like it's official. People are coming into the store asking for stuff. We don't have stuff. We sold out on black Friday. And when we say we don't have it, it's like people yelling, like calling, calling us liars saying you're never going to see me again, which like no one cares. What? (laughs) And it's just like, I'm, I am not someone that is ever really like what I would consider on top of like my Christmas shopping. Like I am not someone that does it earlier in the year. I have, I wouldn't say I'm a last minute shopper, but no matter where you fall on the game, as far as that goes, if you are coming (laughs) to a store in the last two weeks, like two, let's say two weeks before Christmas, like you you are just gonna have to deal with what's there yep 
and that's that on that like <laughs> that's that on that I mean, it always blew my mind like whenever i was working at solstice how busy we were on christmas eve yes because the mall was open on christmas eve until 6 p.m and we had to like push people out the door at 6 p.m every yes. year it was just insane i'm like i have to work on christmas eve i have to work a seven hour shift like 12 to 7 on christmas eve we close at six and first of all i work on the 23rd at mm-hmm. 7 a.m the store opens at 7 a.m that day Probably the 23rd and the 24th are the two days I'm like most nervous about because I just feel like people are going to be coming in so stressed out and chaotic and pissed off Mm -hmm. from the time they step in. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, not to be that. What? You know what we have to blame for all this? Consumerism, capitalism. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I always bring it back. (laughs) Well, I was about to say, like, not to be that person, but like, it ain't the reason for the season folks no like it's it i know like trust me i love getting gifts but like if you can't find let me tell you what people are really getting up in arms about they want this is what multiple people have come into the store to get pissed off about they want a trunk a sparkle glitter trunk that has like generic ass makeup inside of it that that is like an item that went on sale for black friday it's like you know it opens up and it has like multiple levels that come out and it's like ulta brand makeup which is Mm -hmm. not bad but like it's not some like collab with ariana grande like it's not (laughs) ultra cool and people want that and we haven't had it for weeks and it's like a 20 dollar trunk Oh, okay. It's like a, I guess like a train case is more of like a way of describing Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And when we don't have it, that's when people have said like, I'm never, you're never going to see me again. You're a, a fucking liar. People like straight up, there was like a man in cowboy boots and cowboy hat that was like yelling and stomping out the door a couple of days ago over that, over that train, literally train case. And it's like, dude buy the person a freaking gift card and like call it a day like it's okay yeah that's probably what i'll end up doing with my dad that's what i usually do for him every year because i never know what to get him so i'm just going to get him a bass pro gift card probably because i've just been like keeping an eye out and i'm like no i got nothing i think some of the best gifts or like maybe not some of the best gifts but some of the most fun gifts that i've ever received are gifts where it's either a gift card or something that allows you to like select your mm. gift. Actually, my one freelance client this morning, she sent me, let me find the name of it because the name was really cute. Sugar Wish. I got this email saying that she, you know, had like so-and-so sent you a Sugar Wish. And I was like, what is this? And it's like, she pays for me to select candy that I want and it she pays for the shipping and everything obviously she probably puts like a limit but Mm -hmm. it kind of walks you through how to buy the gift and like I put like where I lived and then it was like okay you can select six and it's like this online candy shop and it let me select six different types of candy and it's going to be shipped to me and like I'm not even like a huge candy gal but I was like wow this is so much better than like getting some big thing of candy that like I would never eat 
That's very neat and yeah. thoughtful. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, I think gifts that allow you some sort of choice are always fun. Yeah, that is cool. So Sugar Wish, if you're listening and want to be a sponsor, just let us know. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, this is just so cool. Like, I don't really have anyone to send a Sugar Wish, but I, I thought it was so cool. And they had like seasonal candy or just like your typical like branded candy. So I've got some cinnamon Santas coming my way. Cinnamon Santas. That's nice. <laughs> so you just got back from a big, long trip. I did. I was gone Saturday through Saturday. Oh my um, god! And today is what Monday. So yeah, I took I took the day off of work today because originally the plan was for me to come back. No, I was Saturday through Sunday. I just got back yeah. yesterday because the original plan was to come back Saturday, but then I rescheduled my flight because it was too early in hindsight after a holiday party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so i rescheduled it for the evening and then it just kept getting pushed back it was like it went from like 6 30 p.m uh, to like 8 30 to 10 30 to like 11 something and i was like I oh my just, god yeah i'm not a nighttime flyer so i was like i'll just fly out sunday morning so i made it back yesterday around like 10 30 but it was fun you know it was it was a good week at the office um I was actually able to get a lot done because it was my second time going to visit the office. I didn't have to do as many like meet and greets, you know, mm-hmm. so the, have you ever been in a hotel room whenever the fire alarm goes off? I don't think so. It's very startling. That happened to me on Friday because <laughs> Friday time? was like my day off because we have every other Friday off. So oh, I, yeah. I just worked on yoga stuff from the hotel room on Friday and like at 3 p.m., like the fire alarm goes off. And I was like, what do I do? Yeah, what do you even do? <laughs> and so like I, I had to get dressed and I went downstairs. I knew not to take the elevator. So I went down the stairs. And then like in the lobby, there was like just like smoke, just like <gasps> billowing from. <gasps> they have like this convenience store behind the reception area. And it was uh, okay. just like billowing out from the convenience area. And so I was like, oh, damn. So it like actually is kind of like fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we went outside. And People like, were outside? Yeah, because it was probably like, I would say like probably like 30 or 40 people that were staying at the hotel that were just like outside and we're all just like hanging out, kind of waiting to see what would happen. And oh my God. the hotel manager came by and told us that one of the coolers and the convenience store had like overheated you know okay I think it like could have caught on fire but nothing you know nothing happened it was just like you know I'm sure they have a bunch of sensors that like if anything is off it sets off the alarm yeah and I mean there was a lot of smoke so well you know the closest fire alarm definitely called it but there ended up being like three huge fire trucks and a couple (laughs) firemen (laughs) (laughs) I always enjoy like watching the fireman. I'm like, hey. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it was all good. It was like a 30 minute ordeal. But good God, was that loud. Like I've never heard such piercing fire alarms. Like you cannot yeah. speak to it. So they definitely take that 
uh seriously i was like good lord yeah, <laughs> i had never experienced that before so i've crossed that off the list hmm. yeah thankfully i was only on the second floor so it was like you know <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a rundown like imagine yeah oh my god wouldn't that be crazy um but yeah it was a good trip I'm, i mean i'm glad to be home but i'm only home for a couple of days and then head out for the holidays so Headed home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Louisiana. Cool. Well, I went to Nashville. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> it was a good trip. It was definitely quick, which it was good because I definitely have a tendency to like cram stuff, trips full of things. And like this one, I was really like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to really see these two like concerts that I got tickets to and I was like I just want to see like Christmas things I was not even gonna bother with like the mess of Broadway and downtown so I pretty much just stuck to like the Opryland area and uh the first night Friday night was when I saw I went to the Opry for the first time and saw um a show there which I don't know if you're very familiar with like Opry shows I have probably seen one like on TV, but that's it. And so I noticed like on the ticket, it said um, they only let you in like 15 minutes before the actual show starts. And I was like, never, never had that happen before. That's kind of weird. But that's that they really do that. Like when you get there, there's literally they are you can't go inside. There's a gift shop outside that you can go in, but you can't like get food, drink, nothing, which seems like a wasted revenue opportunity. But that's the way they do it. So the show started at nine thirty. They open the doors at nine fifteen, and it is, you know, you have an assigned seat. But mm-hmm. it is basically pews. It's it is like church when you go in there. It's just pews, and you do have like a spot on the bench or whatever. Um, so I found my spot, and I mean it's like such a small spot that you get. And I got my thirty dollar glass of wine. <laughs> I I ran to the bar as soon as the doors opened. I ran to the bar, got the wine, and went to to find my seat and the like host comes out and she's like introducing things and I was like okay this is I don't know what's happening but like this is different you know so the first musician comes out and I I there were so many musicians that I heard that I am unfamiliar with I probably should be but I think if you weren't really into country music you probably know who they are but yeah so they had a singer come out and then the host comes back out and that's when I realized like okay, the memory of seeing the opera show on TV comes back to me. And I'm like, oh my God, I am such a dum-dum. Like every opera show is a show that's broadcast live on the radio. That's what has made the Opry famous. Okay. And so that's why there was a host. And because this person, the host was being like, welcome back to KKTY and we just heard from blah 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 and that is her 5,386th performance at the Opry so everyone give it up for her and everyone's like what I'm like okay what the fuck is happening (laughs) so was she like on stage talking yes okay and and so then she would be like 
as you know, all of our shows are are produced live. And so the audience is such an important part. So I want to know who in here is from Missouri. And some people would be like, whoa, you know, and she'd be like, you know what else is in Missouri? $67 General Store. And tonight's show is sponsored by Dollar General. Oh and someone in the audience is getting a Dollar General gift card. I was like, what? <laughs> so listen to this business model. Not only are all of us paying to put our butts in those pews, uh-huh. but the shows are sponsored by Dollar General. That's insane. And the wine is $30 a glass. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hate whenever they charge so much for alcohol at those venues. So. In a plastic cup, sure. Yeah. Yes. In a plastic <laughs> cup. It, it was, I got a double. I will say that it wasn't a single. I got a double pour. Yeah. And I was feeling pretty good when I finished it. That's I will good. say that. So whatever, even though I could have gotten a really nice bottle of wine for that. Um, But so, so the ticket that I bought had Sarah Evans, Carrie Underwood, um, and Trace Adkins. Trace Adkins never performed. I don't know if something happened. They never mentioned it. And then of course there's all these other performances that came on and each performer gets a set and it's a very short, you get three songs. That's it. And like, so yeah, I saw Carrie Underwood, but she had three songs and like, they don't even like the host would be like, and it's time for Carrie Underwood. And they start playing the music and she walks out. So there's no time for even like any sort of bullshitting. It is like so calculated and the show start at 9 30, exactly 11, 29 over. Like it's so, it's just like a highly produced show and that's what they do. That is so interesting. I wonder how that was even worth it for Carrie Underwood, you know? Well, honestly, I was thinking the opposite because I was like, I bet they pay her a decent amount of money. She does two shows a night. True. Plays for 20 minutes and then she lives in Nashville. So she's at home with her kids (gasps) by 10 p.m. Yeah. Okay. And when I told all of this to my mom she brought up a really good point that probably if you're like the opry is such an institution that if you're in country music and you want to be accepted by country music you probably have to just be in with the opry which i think is 1000 percent true that makes sense and so that was the first thing i did but like when i got to nashville but as i was there the weekend and i went to like opry land um and the opry mall there were lots of little like uh, displays about like the history of Nashville and the history of the Opry. And it basically said that that radio show that broadcasts the performances from the Opry is why Nashville is called Music City. Like that made all the country music stars come to Nashville. So that's why it's such an iconic like venue and the show format is like so iconic. And I'm sure that that's why, so you can have the big ticket, like Carrie Underwood and Sarah Evans, they play for 15 minutes, but then it would be these nobodies like Mm -hmm. performing tonight. Their first time ever at the Opry is um, they had this like, brother and sister like trio that they're you know gospel trio and it's like okay so we all paid to see Carrie Underwood but they're getting like our attention so I think it's like a machine in that way interesting um 
I enjoy, I love seeing Carrie Underwood. I thought Sarah Evans was so good. I enjoyed it, but I will say I spent a good bit of it being really confused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then um, Saturday night, I had tickets to go see Dave Barnes at Belmont University, which I'd never been there. It's a Christian university. And wow, that is some mega money up in there because the campus was gorgeous. Like, Mm -hmm. I cannot even believe people go to school there. Like it was so nice. Um, my glass of wine there was only $12. So Jesus came through on that one. (laughs) Um, but the cool thing about that show was that he, he also lives in Nashville and he was like, I want to have some other, like some of my musical friends that live in Nashville, come, come sing. And so he had brought, was bringing out guests periodically. And the last guest that he brought out, he got really choked up, like telling this story of how they met. Like he said that, you know, after he got out of college, he basically put a bunch of CDs like in the back of his, his uh, station wagon and was, you know, giving them to anyone that would take him. And he said one afternoon, he was like at a bookstore and ran into Amy Grant and he went up to her and was like, would you take one of my CDs? And she did. And they became like bestest of friends. Mm. And she came out on stage and sang Tennessee tender, like the song is like me tender Tennessee Christmas. I think it's just called Tennessee Christmas. But I was like, as he said, you know, Amy Grant, I was like, no fucking way is Amy Grant going to come on the stage right now. And she did. That's very I could, cool. I could not believe it. I just looked up the annual tuition of that university. Oh, what is it? 30000 Okay. Annual tuition, so two semesters? Yeah. That's a lot to me. I mean, honestly... The out-of-state tuition for LSU wasn't much different than that. Really? Yeah, I want to say it was probably like 25. Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah, I know in-state tuition is like nothing. I could be yeah. totally wrong. Maybe I'm thinking like, maybe mm. I'm thinking different, but I, I know it was a lot. I'm sure they're quoting in-state here. Yeah, that probably, you're probably right. Yeah. Because the, it, no, the, especially the building that that performance was in, I was like, oh my God. Um, I'm so glad that, you got to see him. That's good. Yeah, it was really neat. Um, and then I went home the next day. So it was, uh, I did go to Madame Tussauds, which I'd never been to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Oh, I was like, I, I can, I was like, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't place yeah, it. Yeah. The one, the one in Nashville had like a lot of country music stars, but it also had like, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, um, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber. I just sort of was like, oh, I have time to kill and like, um, I'll go check it out. And I ended up loving it. Like, I thought it was so cool. They, the statues looked, statues, the, I don't know what to call them, the wax figures, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's it. So real. And there's no um, barrier. Like you can walk up right next to it. You can touch them. You can, you can take your picture with them. Like they looked so real. Like it was almost creepy. And like there were, they were set up in different 
like little vignettes. So like they had like a soul train room that was like all artists related to that. And they had an Opry room that looked like the Opry stage with like Reba, Carrie Underwood, like on there and they would play like their music. So like when it showed the Michael Jackson, he was like on a stage and they were playing like his songs. Uh, It was so cool. Do you ever see House of Wax? Was that with uh, Paris Hilton? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's all I can think about whenever I think of wax museums. Wax museums, I know. But now I'm like, damn, I've been to Vegas a couple of times and I never went to Madame Tussauds. So now I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to see the one in Vegas because they they put like right by the, the wax figure, like fun facts about them, but they also put like the moment in time that they're capturing with that. Um, so like the Michael Jackson one was like his Super Bowl performance halftime show. Oh, cool. So it's like that's the outfit he's in and that's the pose he's in. So okay. even if another location has the same person, they might have like a different moment. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Like depicted. So I thought that was really neat. Poor, poor Bieber was like depicted in like the era where he had kind of like the Ellen DeGeneres cut. Oh man, I love that era of Bieber. Though. You do? <laughs> lesbian hair Bieber. I love it. Yeah, that well, he's at Madame Tussauds. Uh that's how I still remember him. Because <laughs> I'm not attracted to him like you are. So I still remember him as just like little baby Bieber. Baby, yeah, like the yeah. baby face and like the, the Ellen haircut. Yeah. That's 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 the Justin of my heart. <laughs> Well, he he is forever frozen in Madame Tussauds in Nashville. So that's good to know. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, so I feel that was my kind of special Christmas thing before all the. That was my Christmas moment to myself before Christmas with family. There you go. That's good. You got to treat yourself. Treat yourself. Speaking of treating yourself. Um, our guest is uh, full of treat yourself opportunities. Yes. <laughs> so we we chose this guest for our holiday episode because um, Jeremy Turner has a number of Airbnbs in Dallas, and they're all themed. And the one that Holly stayed at was um, Home Alone, so we were thinking that would make a good Christmas episode. But we just got news via Instagram that um, Home Alone is going away next year. So it sounds like Jeremy will be maybe doing a different theme for that one. If we don't. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because after, you know, you'll hear in the interview, obviously our full conversation with him, how he came up with the idea for these different themed Airbnbs. Uh, but when we asked him about the future, you know, it kind of was, he gave a really, a real answer and not, uh, like a sugar-coated answer, which is great. I, I definitely appreciate it, but it made me think, I was thinking about it a lot. And I, I told someone about our interview after we recorded it. And I was like, you know, his answer kind of made me a little sad, Mm -hmm. but that is the reality. Like I, I have had multiple people tell me that when they've listened to some of our episodes, it's like, okay, that, that wasn't like a fun thing to hear, but it's like, that's the reality of having a small business. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously when we spoke to Jeremy, like he did not mention the possibility of uh, this home alone 
themed one going away. So we do not know like what the whole reasoning behind that is, but I can only imagine that it was not an easy decision and that they have something else in the works. And I don't, I don't know if he's going to be keeping that same location, but I was thinking like, if they did keep the same location, I wonder if they would do a Christmas vacation themed one. Oh, fine. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. Just because his, he did something before that was kind of Christmas vacation themed Mm -hmm. and the house that the home alone one is in. I feel like the house in Christmas vacation is kind of similar to the home alone house i know with like the one in christmas vacation is like not as like opulent as the one in home alone but like in terms of the layout of the home and just like the the era and they're both john hughes films um and i kind of wonder if maybe, maybe he like started seeing some stuff that he could like put in the home or maybe maybe this year business wasn't as good and so they decided to change it up i have no idea yeah. But the first thing I thought of was like, what are they going to do with all that stuff inside? Yeah, right. I guess sell it on eBay. I mean, that's where he said he got a lot of it from. So yeah, sure there's someone out there that'll buy it, you know? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but, but regardless, it was so fun talking to him. He's so passionate. Was. Just like the nicest person. I uh, know. Like I thought it was so sweet at some point. He was like, well, what about y'all? What are y'all, what are y'all excited about? You know? I know. And it's so funny because I would say, you know, so this, you know, we're getting ready to close out our year and like doing this podcast. It's like, we've met so many interesting people already and their stories are so unique. And I didn't even know if he was going to agree to come on the show. I've never met him. I never talked to him. I messaged him like a few times. Like I, I sent him an email way back at the beginning of October when I was doing jury duty and it bounced back. And then I reached out to him on Instagram via DM. He is obviously a family man, a husband, a dad. I don't think he spends a lot of time at the computer or on social media. And it took him a while to get back to me. And then when he agreed, I was like shocked. And then when he was so nice, I was even more shocked. And I was like, man, you know, sometimes people will surprise you. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited that we have this interview captured and I definitely think it's so festive for the season. So I'm excited for it. For sure. Well, if you have any plans coming up, birthdays, um, or just a weekend getaway, listen to the episode because there's plenty of Airbnb options in Dallas and Dallas in general is a very fun city. If you haven't been before. Yeah. It sounds like you can still stay at the Kevin in January. Yeah, yeah. At least part of January. So if that seems like something up your alley, I would definitely recommend it because it is, I mean, it's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here he comes. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. Hey. How are you? Hey. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Okay, I made it in. <laughs> <laughs> and the important question, what are you drinking? Oh, I uh, I got a, a blood and honey right here. Oh, that's one of my a good favorite one. beers. Yeah. Well, this yeah, this is my first podcast, but um, but in the past, you know, I, I thought about, you know, I, I really considered doing a podcast too. 
And so that's why I got the the microphone and I just, I ended up not doing the podcast. Yeah. This is your first podcast interview? This is it. Wow. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, I am actually surprised too. You have uh, so much media like on your website. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. So <laughs> how, many, how many of these have y'all done so far? Uh, this is probably Six or seven? Time. Yeah. Nice. Have yeah. you all started to put them out or are you like... Oh, yeah. We just put out our second episode today where they drop every Tuesday. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So our, two weeks ago. <laughs> yep. our closing remark is see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, well, Holly, what are you drinking? I had to make a very special drink in honor of our yes. guests. So yes. I am drinking a drink I created called the South Bend Shovel Slayer. Every holiday season, I come up with like three or four themed cocktails around Home Alone. And the South Bend Shovel Slayer is the most popular one by far. It's orange vodka, cranberry juice, and soda water with an orange slice because, I mean, Old Man Marley is one of the best parts of the movie so he deserves his own cocktail what wait wait so, so you do so you make a cocktail did you say every year you make a theme cocktail for home alone yes every year i come up with a few themed cocktails and it, it, i've been doing it this will be the fourth year if like provided that i do it this year so i have um um i have you know the uncle frank which is a glass of champagne filled to the brim served with shrimp cocktail yes um i have a mr duncan which is pear vodka with like apple cider basically i'm trying to think uh, the fuller which is pepsi and rum yes a sticky bandit which is basically like a s'mores <laughs> martini uh-huh like tons ton now it's like i'm really gonna have to get creative this year because i feel like i've come up with so many different ones but the south wind shovel slayer is definitely the one i drink the most and my friends drink the most <laughs> okay wow yeah. i have to get that recipe <laughs> I know. do you have one called the kevin let me look i, had, I actually pulled up my list because i was like i actually don't know if I do. I think I have like a Kevin's hot chocolate, like Kevin's NYC okay. hot chocolate. I have the Lazen Confitant, which is gin, Cointreau, sparkling wine. It's kind of a twist off of like a French 75, if you're familiar with mm. that. The yeah, tarantula. I love that one. The tarantula, which is vodka, <laughs> lemon, lime, and like a splash <laughs> of grenadine to represent the mice, the mice guts. Yeah. I feel like um, you should have like a little fake spider in that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah, Kevin's NYC hot chocolate, which is basically just like a spiked hot chocolate. So I should come up maybe with like, I thought about coming up with one for like Mrs. McAllister. I feel like ah. she would drink. I feel like she would drink like a either her or Mr. McAllister. They seem like dirty martini with like blue cheese mm -hmm. olives people to me. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm yeah. assuming you were a bartender at some point. I was. 
How did you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is just all over my head. I know. Well, I did it the first year and then I just had so much fun with it with like my friends and my, you know, I host my family for Christmas and I was like, we're drinking South Bend Shovel Slayers and everyone just thought that was so funny. So I just kept, keep doing it. <laughs> such a great name. <laughs> I know it's such a like cool name. Like, I mean, and it, and it like, that's why I wanted to make it with cranberry juice because that's like holiday, but also like red. Like if he really was to like yeah. mummify the neighborhood, we need like a, a blood cocktail. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Good. What are you drinking, Derek? Red wine? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> I'll make a cocktail eventually. <laughs> Every year, like the past probably like four episodes have been like red wine. That's just what I you do. Like it that. looks a lot more full than it than it actually is. It's it's oh, only wow. ten ounces. <laughs> so you know you're you're able to measure it with that glass. <laughs> yeah, I had to get this glass that I could measure myself to keep myself in check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Well, well Holly, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I obviously being like a Home Alone fanatic. I'm so pumped that you, you were one of the people on our list of possible guests that I told Derek, I was like, I don't know if he will come because I really don't know that much about you, but I am so happy that you're here. This is going to be our holiday episode of the podcast. I feel like we should have like put up a tree because. (laughs) 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 Um, So I just, you know, of course, I, I stayed at the Kevin last December, and so I am familiar with your work as an Airbnb host, but I know you've done some stuff prior to the BNB, so I'm just curious to hear from you, you know, what has been your career trajectory prior to the BNBs? Yeah, yeah. So um, prior to the BNBs, um, I uh, kind of how I got started out was... Uh, when I, I can remember when my wife and I were like on our honeymoon, we were in San Francisco and we went to a really cool like vintage shop and we were like, someday we should open a vintage store like this. And then uh, I think it was like six months later, I found myself like dropping out of college because we had this idea for this, for a mobile vintage clothing store. And this was back when like food trucks became a thing. This mm-hmm. was, this probably would have been like, uh, I don't know, like 11 years ago now, 12 years ago, about around, mm-hmm. around that, you know? And so, uh, so we, yeah, so we launched this, we bought this school bus and we, we painted it and put it in racks and so people could come and shop on the bus. So I started out uh, in vintage clothing and, uh, and then the bus through that, I started finding out about about uh christmas sweaters and how popular they were and and that was i can remember going to this guy's house who i would buy like cool shirts from and he had been in the vintage business for years and he had this huge pile of christmas sweaters and again this was like 10 years ago so it wasn't like now like like sweaters at every store online everywhere it wasn't like that it was, but it was a craze at the same time. There just wasn't uh, that supply of them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. like it wasn't convenient. Um, so yeah. it was so strange seeing this pile of Christmas letters in this guy's house and, and they're all vintage, you know? And 
he was like, man, you got to sell Christmas sweaters They They just sell like, you know, hotcakes, you know? And I was like, okay, like, let me have like 10 of them, you know? And so like the next day they just started like flying off the shelves and, and then I bought more and then I started just like, I went to like every thrift store and, and I just sold so many Christmas sweaters that first year. And, and so that was that year I had the idea. I thought, man, it'd be really cool to make like a Christmas sweater store. Uh, because then it would just be a place people could go to, to get their, to find these things. And so, uh, so, so yeah, so that's what I did. And I ran the store. It was called ugly Christmas sweater shop. And I think I ran it for like <laughs> seven, seven years. Um, oh, wow. was, uh, yeah, we would do it every year here in Dallas. And we eventually had a few locations, uh, in the Metroplex and, um, I mean, it was just a, it was just a crazy ride. Uh, it was, it was so, so much fun and I love Christmas too. And, um, it was just like, like people really enjoyed coming to the store and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we had hot cocoa for them and, uh, (laughs) you know, it was just, it was just like, uh, it was, it was, I don't know. It was a real blast. Like it's, it's, I, I miss it. I really I stopped doing it a, a, a couple of years ago. I, I stopped. Um, I, I really think I just got, it, it was a mix of, I, I got tired of it because uh, I had done it for so long. Mm-hmm. I think because I, I think I, it was basically nine years that I sold Christmas sweaters for. And I think I was just like, wow, wow. I'm ready to get out of this. Uh, and, and at that point too, you know, it, that, that sweater market had, had gotten really yeah. saturated. So I was definitely sharing the pie the last few years, you know, with everybody. But, um, so, so yeah. And then, uh, but during that time, like during the time of the, the Christmas sweaters, I was also like starting to host on Airbnb. And mm-hmm. so I was already like transitioning into that and wanted to do more of that. Cause I really liked that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of an overview, I would say. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I have never thought about the market of Christmas sweaters, but you're totally right in that. If like 10 years ago, if you got invited to an ugly sweater Christmas party, you had to go to Goodwill and like hope there was one yeah. there. And now every yeah. sweatshirt is like made to look like an ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of a strange phenomenon. <laughs> how, how it has changed and just to, to watch it all and be a part of it. it yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah. So where is the bus today? So I sold the bus. because uh, okay. I So yeah, it was a bummer. I mean, it was such a, that was a, another fun season of my life and my career. Um, but uh, the, the city of Dallas did not like the bus. Oh, okay. So I, I, I got, I don't know, like a citation or, or something or like a warning or something like, you know, like, don't do this again. Uh, <laughs> so we, we tried to get it legit and stuff, and it, it just wasn't going to work out with like their, yeah. the city code. And, but at that time, I didn't really care that much too, because I, then I was like transitioning you know, to the sweater shop. So it wasn't mm-hmm. big of a blow, but yeah. So, so the bus actually now is in Oklahoma. You can see it. It's actually in Broken Bow. Another what? Uh, oh, wow. outdoor lifestyle brand has it. 
I think uh, they're called like Hocha Time, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool store. Um, in, Interesting. In but yeah, you'll you'll see it behind their behind their shop. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, so you have four themed, like I, I'm calling them generationally themed mm-hmm. Airbnbs. I don't know what you like to call them, but uh, can you tell us like, about each of those airbnbs sure well let me let me scooch back a little bit (laughs) just a little bit because at first we actually had a just a regular eclectic airbnb you know just a normal you know what i mean yeah Uh, and and it was going well like it was like i would say successful and stuff but uh uh, we we have we have a duplex uh in this really cool walkable neighborhood in dallas and it was just kind of one of those right place, right time kind of thing where our landlords really liked us. And um, so anyways, uh, we had a normal Airbnb and we did that for like four years. And towards the last couple of years, I could tell like the sales were just slowly going, just going down a little bit each year. And so and I knew we wanted to move out of our duplex. So we were going to start a new Airbnb. So I, I told my wife, I really thought we should try to change things up on the next Airbnb to really make it stand out because this market now have, is becoming saturated too. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of what happened. And, and, uh, and so anyway, so, so then one time, you know, I was like doing the dishes or something and I had, I had gone to like a vintage toy store recently with a friend of mine and I had saw that movie ready player one and, Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like love stuff from like the eighties and nineties. And I was like, I was like, I just, I'm just nostalgic. I just really enjoy it. And I was just thinking about that feeling I was having at that nostalgia. And then it like hit me. I was like, man, it'd be so cool. Like to make a place that took people back to their childhood, you know, mm-hmm. to make people feel that again, you know, and, and almost a, and make it even like really wacky too as if maybe like a kid designed some of it you know uh-huh. and, and so so that's what the mcfly was like our 80s one mm-hmm. uh, so that was the first one we did um and so that one's in the the lower unit of our duplex and um that one it, it, it has like a real right when you walk in it has this like really striking like um mural in the dining room that my wife painted and it has it's like that real like 80s like Memphis-y kind of design like look um yeah. just really cool looking um kind of uh, we would describe it as like kind of like trapper keeper artwork like some of yeah a really cool look I don't know it's like a uh but uh then we got like a Ninja Turtles arcade in there and like a Nintendo <laughs> and just other like you know just lots of little old like 80s relics you know that kind of encapsulate that time and then and then we also have cereal that we stock it with for all of our guests like all the sugary cereal you ate as a kid and we'll put like pop tarts in there <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, so um yeah so we did that one and that was a hit and then uh like six months later we we're like well we got to do the 90s one like come on because you yeah. know i was born in the 86 but i really you know i'm really a 90s kid you know and so yeah. So we started that, uh, and that's the Slater. And we, for that one, we made the dining room look like the Max from Say by the Bell. 
Yes. It's like, it's like a, like a recreation of the Max in this small dining room. And like, we even like copied like the tile layout of their, of the Max, you know? So uh, it's really cool. Um, it is. Instagram I pictures of that look insane. Y'all killed it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's I mean, it so really much looks fun. like the Max. Thank it you. It does. Yeah, it's like the best place to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> it looks I, like it. Yeah. We don't allow parties, but I will say <laughs> we get so many birthdays. We'll get and it's cool because we'll get like you know, like a like parents will book it for their like ten year old's birthday, but then you know those same parents' friends will have their birthday yeah. there. They're forty <laughs> or thirty. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so we just get all kinds of ages um, coming through there, um, and then we have a smaller '90s one that's across the street from that, and that's called the Topanga, and that's just mm. very similar vibe as that uh, as the Slater. Uh, just I would say even more of like a playful kind of party celebration vibe. And then um, and then we have the one that you came to, which is the it's uh, called the Kevin, which is like a tribute to the movie Home Alone. And so that one, that one was like the one that I was like, it's funny. I was just talking about it uh, in here with my my daughter earlier because she was like, Dad, can I be on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, Dad, you I, I was part of the Kevin like <laughs> that idea because of me. Because uh, so what she, she wants to get her due, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what she was talking about is she was listening to like, you know, Carol of the Bells, like from the Home Alone soundtrack mm-hmm. in like July one year, and yeah, I'm gonna spend like 2020. Uh, it just kind of hit me. I was just like, man, people love Christmas, and and it, and and you know, I was listening to Home Alone. And I was like, whoa, like that would be amazing to see a Home Alone Airbnb. And, uh, and I, I was like, gosh, I just, and I just couldn't get away from that idea. And, uh, so I started, you know, uh, collecting pieces for them and, um, launched that one. So that's our fourth one. So you, all of these Airbnbs, like even the first one that you did, that, that was kind of just the, the eclectic one, they've all been separate from your, your family residence. Yes. Okay. I just, I've always just been curious uh-huh. about that. Yeah. Just because I think it would be kind of scary to have people in your actual home. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, for a little bit, you know, I guess we had a few years at least where in the duplex, we lived in the upstairs of the duplex. Mm-hmm. And so, which is where the Slater is now. We didn't, it was a normal house for us, but, uh, but, and so for a little bit, we kind of did live on top where we could hear guests and they could hear us walking, you know, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> that got kind of old quick for us just because mm-hmm. we had smaller children and they wanted to run around. And so, you know, it's like, we were loud and it's, it's like, we need, we need to distance ourselves from the Airbnb, you know? Yeah. Our yeah, kids sure. in Laos, that one kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. How old is your daughter? She's nine. Yeah, about nine. Okay. And a half. Yeah, nine and a half, and my son's seven. Cool. No, he's about to turn eight next month. Yeah. So, so like the same age as Kevin McAllister, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all comes back to Kevin McAllister. Yeah, she's like, Dad, I'm nine years old. <laughs> 
So when you launched the McFly, because you said, you know, sales on the eclectic one were kind of dwindling because that Airbnb market was getting saturated. Was it immediate people jumping on that and leaving like the reviews and getting it rolling or how did that go? Oh, uh, you, you mean just with like the McFly and, and like how long did it take? Um, yeah. 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 So like, it's been interesting cause I've been able to like witness, I guess the evolution or the growth of Airbnb. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I have been in it for a while. Um, so I think now I've been hosting on there for like, you know, eight years. Um, and so it's like when we first started hosting, it was still pretty new, you know, um, but it was starting to be pretty popular where a lot of people, you know, knew about it. But uh, I think the McFly, I wouldn't say it was like instantly like booked all the time or anything because it, it's kind of like there's, you know, it's like an algorithm, you know, it's like it, it takes a while for it to almost like click over is how I would word it, you know? So like, okay, yeah. so I, mean, I will say, yeah, we got, you know, we got press and we, we, you know, we got a lot of bookings, but it wasn't, you know, I would say it probably takes like, you know, probably takes like six months or a little longer to get an Airbnb to where you're getting booked. Like, you know, most days of the week, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to get that probably instantly, you know, yeah, like you would back in the day. Yeah. When we first, when we first opened ours, we were like the eclectic one, just because there weren't as many Airbnbs. It's like you did. Our experience was you did get booked all the time pretty quickly. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But the, and the Kevin was like a different story because the Kevin was all, it was almost like a, I don't know, like a bet, or it was like I was taking a risk because when I launched the Kevin, uh, we had originally planned to just open it for like a couple months. And I, I really thought we would get a lot of press. And I thought that, that it would book, you know, instantly. And so, uh, yeah, so there, so, so we launched the Kevin and there there was like a couple days where it was like crickets. Like I didn't hear anything. And then we got like, um, like one local news story and then like like probably a day later I was, I was like it was still like quiet I was like oh my gosh what did I do I just like <laughs> like I just blew a lot of money and time on this it's <laughs> gonna fail like I felt so bad just like <clears throat> like like anyways but then the next day it was just like boom you know and it we got like people and I mean, we got like a lot of like international press um, and it, and it just, we just started getting a lot of bookings, you know? And so, so that, so that did kind of work out like that more instantly. Yeah. So on that note, Holly, how did you hear about the cabin? Yeah. I was actually thinking about that today. I actually follow an author, Julie Murphy. Mm -hmm. She writes, uh, YA books and like she's an author that I love like every single book she writes I get my hands on it as soon as possible and I guess it was the Chris like 2020 Christmas possibly she posted a picture of herself at the Kevin like at the dining table you know doing the pose that everyone does when they go to the Kevin and she was saying how like this was kind of her holiday gift to herself and how cool it was. And I was like, where is this? Like, no way. Cause it looks just like she was on the movie set. So that's when I, I think she tagged the Instagram account. And so 
I started following it and I was showing it to my friends. I'm like, look at this place in Dallas because there are other, there are other places. Like I know there's one in Chicago, but they only do it for one night a year for charity. Like it's, and that's it. And like one person gets to stay or whatever. Um, so the fact that yours was open all the time. And then I think I just like was following it. And then I saw in the summer, like, you guys were kind of counting down to when you release the holiday dates. And so I'm a sucker for like creating exclusivity. So I was like, Oh, it sounds like it's going to book up. I better book it. Right. release, And so I did. <laughs> yeah. I remember when your booking came in too. Actually. <laughs> I like can remember what you wrote and stuff. Cause you're a writer. I remember you were yes. wrote about you're going to be celebrating Yes, I was celebrating. I was working on a book. Yes. And when we stayed at the Kevin, uh, you had messaged me because that was the first night that you had the little Nero's car in the back. Oh, sweet. And like I lost yeah. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the funny thing about this is though, like the whole time leaked. So I, I think I booked it like in July or something, whenever you um, released the holiday dates, it yeah. was early. it was like that day. Yeah. And so all looking forward to it, I was thinking like, we see all the photos of what it looks like on Instagram, but like, are there going to be people dressed up like the wet bandits, like lurking around the place? Yeah. And so when you're <laughs> saying there's something new outside behind the garage. I was like, if it is the sticky bandit, yeah. I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> that's a little like, like that's a little scary and creepy, right? <laughs> no, it totally. Is. <laughs> oh my god! That's so cool. I'm so glad you got to see the Nero's car. No, it. I mean, I'm. I read the reviews on the Airbnb, so it's like I know you probably hear it all the time, but. I think coming into this podcast, I was so curious about how you find the items because especially for like setting up, you know, the Max or there's so many things in the Kevin that are like, you know, obviously they're tied to the time like that, you know, kind of early 90s time. But just like how you have the train set and the Michael Jordan cutout and like this little Nero's car. I'm like, okay, where did they find this stuff? Like, I think that's Ah. what is so even like the things that they have, like the aftershave in the bathroom, like all the details. Yeah. So one, I'm, I'm so sad because recently the aftershave got thrown away. (gasps) wow someone threw it away yeah uh we have like uh like my uh like our cleaning crew there was like a new person who like they didn't like tell her like hey that that can of like you know what was it like a 1980s like right that i bought for 40 dollars on ebay it's so funny Oh my God. And I thought it was so cool because it was like, you know, it just, it, like you mentioned it because it, the design of it, it really yeah. kind of came into that time when you were in that bathroom, just how the, the, the graphic design looked up their label, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, anyways, but yeah, so I just, um, I guess what, you know, what happened was I'm, uh, you know, back when I was like a teenager, you know, I just did a lot of like thrifting 
with like my brother, you know? And so that's how I would find like cool t-shirts and stuff. And so I feel like, and then, you know, even in, you know, my wife and I, we just like to go antiquing. We, like we like finding treasures, you know, it's just fun. Like the hunt, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, I, I guess I'm just sort of good at it, you know? And, and it's like, and, and, and now there's just so many like places that you can, uh, find items on, you know? So like, like, you know, of course you got like, like eBay, Facebook marketplace. Like, I mean, I find so many like furniture pieces, you know, in, on Facebook marketplace, um, mm-hmm. or offer up or, uh, you know, estate sales, garage sales, eBay, but yeah, but that Nero's car, <laughs> like that, that literally like is like the model and I <laughs> year probably of the car that they use in the movie and like and it's like nobody would really know but like I know yeah (laughs) and so like I actually like flew up to like Minneapolis to buy that car oh my god (laughs) I just bought a one-way ticket and and man if you saw a picture of this car you would be like wow like because I just but and the car when I bought it I'll have to send you guys a picture because when I bought the car, it was like all rusted up because it was like in like Minneapolis, you know? And so they, because of the snow and stuff, their cars get like rusted because it's like an eighties car. Um, that kind of car. And I like drove that car all the way back down and, um, you know, um yeah it was so crazy and yeah there were times on that trip where like it wouldn't start well or it would give me trouble I'm like oh no what are we gonna do <laughs> but, but but yeah so um yeah then i'm trying to think what else like yeah that michael jordan cut out like that was the first piece i bought for the the mm-hmm. airbnb and even like the some of that stuff, like those mannequins, like that was such a cool find, those mannequins I have, because like mm-hmm. their arms are like really posable. Like they, yeah. they're really, they're more fluid than, than you know, 99% of the mannequins you see. And that was just like, we were at like a JCPenney randomly and they were like closing or something. And so like we bought these mannequins and they were just so perfect for the Kevin. And so, so I guess just whenever you're, you know, creating one of these, you're just kind of, always looking and I, I, don't, I don't know i don't know <laughs> but, but but yeah god for the uh, internet <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah that's wild um because even in like i'm trying to think of some of the other things that i was kind of blown away well all of the trophies like in buzz's room have like his name on them and there's a like an iced tea like the iced tea calendar or something in yeah yeah yeah. there's the iced tea poster and then you are actually mentioning i know what you're confusing it with so what you're talking about is there's actually so the so the movie home alone you know it was filmed in 1989 you know but it came out in 1990 Mm -hmm. and so there's this calendar if you like study you know <clears throat> their rooms you know when you're watching the movie and there's this chicago bulls like calendar and yeah it's like really blurry when you watch when you like study their rooms but uh 
anyways, but I saw it and <clears throat> that was one of those pieces. I was so lucky because it it was on eBay and it was just this like and it's like this the right year. Yeah. 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 Chicago Bulls calendar. And it's just <laughs> yeah, it's just too cool, you know. And uh probably spent like 30 bucks on it. And it's just yeah, it's just it's just the details, you know, that make yeah. I think a big difference in it. And I think that that's what you you probably noticed about the experience. And yeah, the, those trof- trophies, I mean, <clears throat> even that detail was super cheap to do. I found those on eBay and I think the same people I bought them from, they they had offered, you know, where you can do lettering on the trophies. And so, uh-huh. yeah, we, we, we got them to write down, you know, Buzz McAllister and we would put like different seasons of different sports on there. Yeah. Oh my That's gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> How many rooms are in the cabin? Um, it's two bedrooms. So two okay, bath. So it's like a. It's actually a half of a duplex as well. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So not it's not huge or anything, but it it really is so like perfect for it because it's like this. It's like this red brick old house. Um, yeah, the red brick is really similar to the you know their aesthetic with. Um, course we have the jockey on the outside you know yes you have the jockey and the same like wreath like with the santa yeah yeah mm-hmm. that, that was cool to find, <laughs> to, to find that yeah so out of all the the airbnbs which one is the most popular i'd have to say the slater yeah yeah the slater i i mean i think that the i think that the kevin is is probably the most like famous maybe, but uh yeah. But the Slater is definitely up there with it. And it's just the Slater is just it's great all year round. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin mm-hmm. is so seasonal, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the Slater, I mean, you know, it's always somebody's birthday. So it's yeah. like somebody's gonna be staying there, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I I feel like Saved by the Bell is I grew up watching that show and even as an adult, like I still, I have episodes of it on my DVR. Like right now, I still watch episodes of it. (laughs) I did. They had a Saved by the Bell trivia night at the Mohawk, like in downtown Austin a few years ago that my friend and I went to and we won, which I was like, I don't know if we should be proud of that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We knew questions that like, or we knew answers to questions that we should not have known, I feel. Um, but I don't know if if you've ever listened to uh, I don't know if they're still putting out new episodes, but during the pandemic, Mark Paul Gosler did Zach to the Future, which he <laughs> had mentally blocked out like his years of being Zach on the show and he never watched the episodes ever. So he got with the writer of the show, the writer that does the new Saved by the Bell that's like on Peacock. And they watched each episode together Uh and we talk about it. And it's really kind of crazy to hear him say like, yeah, I do remember doing that or no, I don't. And then like watching Saved by the Bell now is like, there's so much that would not fly in today's society like stuff they say and oh, yeah. stuff Slater yeah. stuff calling Jesse mama pig you know and like it's so funny to hear them talk about it now yeah no like it's been a yeah like whenever we were making that one and then like my wife and I we 
um, <clears throat> we put it on because you know one of one of my favorite like finds we got for the say but for the that one was uh, we got this like lot of VHS tapes where it's like home recordings of oh, wow. Saved by the Bell from like 1991. So oh, it's wow. like eight tapes, and so they have commercials, and it's really the commercials. That yeah, are so incredible and just so just bizarre and fun. <laughs> but anyways. We were watching Say by the Bell. My wife and I were like, what? This show is like so offensive. Yeah. You know, like, because we hadn't seen it since we were kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've been so, I've been really surprised, like how I'm not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound really judgy here, <laughs> but, you know, I've had a good amount of like parents who book the, the slider and they're like, yeah, my daughter, my you know, usually it is daughters, I feel like. So yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's, maybe it's just like, you know, um, you know, moms our age who like loved the show, show it to their daughters. And and they're like, they're they're like, yeah, they've, they've seen all the episodes and all the shows. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. You like your kid watch that? I, I, mean, I mean, it's not like terrible show, but, but it, but it, but I'm just a little bit like, I, maybe it's because of their age, you know, they're, they're a little, you know, maybe they're like, I don't know. 10 or, yeah. or something and i'm just like dang like that show like some of the stuff they like said to women you know it's like if you said that now like you know i mean yeah and there's a lot of trouble you know? i think watching it as a kid like i don't remember any of that registering but then yeah. watching the episodes now it's like there's episodes when yeah. you know kelly sure. is dating jeff like the manager at the max uh-huh. And he's in college and she's in high school. And I'm like, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, no, that is not appropriate. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> such a different time. Yeah. 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 There's like the, um, the episode that's like the murder mystery weekend where they're, you know, they're kind of drinking. Like, it's not obvious but like uh lisa orders like this fancy cocktail and they don't say there's alcohol in it but i mean Uh you kind of assume there is like just little things like that where i'm sure i had no idea what i was watching when i was younger but now i'm like hmm okay (laughs) Ah. i'm starting to think maybe you should have started a saved by the bell podcast She knows a lot, clearly. <laughs> no, man. And it's funny because I didn't even realize it like until we did that trivia. Like my friend asked me to go and yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, like that'll be fun. And then we were doing the questions and I was like, yeah, like this is kind of embarrassing. Um, I guess I heard about that Zach to the Future podcast and I started listening to it and I was like, gosh, maybe I just have been a real Save by the Bell fanatic and never admitted it to myself. <laughs> So there's no shame in that. No, No, I mean, it was just, I feel like everybody watched it, you know, when we were young. I did. Yeah. See, we all, we all did. Yeah. I watched Boy Meets World too, but I definitely don't remember having, I feel like that show matured. It went from being such a young show to like, whoa, they're in college and dealing with really serious issues. Yeah, that's whenever you know, I had a separation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when they went to college, the show really changed. I remember with Boy Meets World <laughs> that 
because like you know there wasn't you couldn't record episodes or whatever and it was i think they came out every friday night right Oh, yeah, because uh, it was, like, on TJF, I TGIF, think. TGIF, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that Friday night that the – whenever they graduated, it was, like, the episode where they graduated from high school, which was, like, you know, a huge epic episode. I forgot what I had to do. It was, like, some kind of family function or something. But mm-hmm. I missed the episode, and my life was just over. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to see it. Because, yeah. like, now we're so spoiled. You know, we just watch it on Hulu. But, yeah. um, <laughs> God, what a time. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. I know. That's so funny. Because you said, Jeremy, you were born in 86. I was born in 87. Yeah, uh, you were 85. Yeah, so there we're all, go. Wow. Yeah, we're yeah. all those older millennials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the elder millennials. So the people need to know: Are there any other themed houses in your mind that are rattling around? <laughs> Gosh, so I, I really, I have so yeah, I have so many rattling around in my mind, um, and. You know, I kind of have like a long, like a, like a list. Um, but um, I'm kind of in a weird season of my career because in Dallas, are, are both y'all in Austin? We yes. are. Yeah. I thought so. So like, so you guys have already kind of been experiencing this in Austin. We're like in the Airbnb, like short-term rental scene, there's already been like regulations like happening. Mm-hmm. But right. in Dallas, there really hasn't been, but now that is beginning to like come up. Uh, and so none of that is like finalized yet. So we're in like a limbo. We're like, we don't know if we're going to be able to be here next year or the year after. Or So it, it like doesn't really make a lot of sense for me to like go all in on another Airbnb if I thought maybe it could get shut down, you know, or something and six months later or something, you know? Yeah. yeah I didn't think about so, that, but that's, yeah. That's yeah. So, 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 so yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on, but um, with, with the, I guess the state of affairs here with the city. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, because like you said, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a disruptor and it's, it's, it's new and it's, you know, so there's people who love it and there's people who like it and there's people who are very much against it, you know, and um, so we'll kind of see what happens. <laughs> I guess I feel okay with it. I think, you know, if there's anything I've learned in my life, you know, it's like, I guess you can always predict, you know, there will be change, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know that that's just going to always be coming and you have to learn how to ride the wave, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know. I feel like in the last few years, um, I cannot remember the exact year, but there was something that came like in California where it was like the, I don't know if it was the state of California was going to require, you know, Uber to provide their drivers with a certain minimum, either like an hourly wage or like benefits or something. And it, it was really like, not that beneficial for Uber drivers. And it was really going to like disrupt the whole reason of, of like the gig economy. And at the time I was like helping someone write a book on millennials. And that was like one of our 
you know, topics of conversation was how the gig economy has millennials love that because of just like what you were saying, Jeremy, like it gives us flexibility and we, a lot of millennials don't want a nine to five job. And so it, it's crazy because these things come along like Uber, Airbnb, and we're all like, yes, like that's what we want. And then here comes the government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taking away all our fun. I know. Being a joyous <laughs> I, and I get some of it, you know, there's got to be about like a balance, you know, um, just because I think that, you know, with the greed can, can like kind of come in and it can, uh, like can mess up things too much another way. So I, I think there's like a balance of where people can, you know, do be a part of the gig economy and not disrupt neighborhoods too much, that kind of a thing. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you were hoping to talk about that we did not ask you about? No, no. I, <laughs> I, uh, uh, like, what are you guys working on right now? Like, what are y'all? I'm curious about y'all, actually. <laughs> so, 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 Derek, it sounds like so. So, Derek, do you do you have a yoga studio? Yeah, <laughs> Yoga for All Humans is my studio. So it's a, it's fully online. Um, okay. Yeah. So like my studio is literally this room. I okay. teach in this room. Yeah. But I have, I think like seven active teachers right now. So wow. it's like a true studio where you can take wow. classes, like live stream through Zoom. Because like me, I need the accountability of going to a class, but I don't always have like the ability to go to like a studio, you know, or, and studios like in person are also more expensive. So my yeah. whole goal, goal was to like create a studio feel that was more affordable and convenient. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's yoga for all humans. It's a great name. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's super cool. It's really unique. Like it really stands out, you know, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the goal was accessibility from both a financial perspective and a physical perspective, because, you know, there's I've I've worked in HR for a long time and was in diversity and inclusion. And during the pandemic, I did my yoga teacher training as like, you know, my pandemic hobby and then like realized that a lot of the diversity and equity issues I was trying to solve in like the corporate world existed in the yoga world which you know kind of blew my mind you know with ableism and financial barriers and stuff and exclusivity and i was like well mm. not having too much luck over there maybe i'll you know try to solve some problems over here yeah. so yeah yeah so that's that's <laughs> my very brief story <laughs> well that's your that's really cool well, thank you glad it's you know, working and that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it still has a lot of room to grow, but, um, it's, it's been in function for about a year now. So it's, it's hard to believe it's already been a year, but also it doesn't feel like that long, you know? Yeah. It goes by quick, right? Yeah. Having, yeah. having a business. Yeah, for sure. So cool. What about you, Holly? What are you doing? Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I have been a writer for like 
15 years, mostly doing like marketing writing, um, blogging, SEO type writing. Um, I have worked at a lot of startups, which unfortunately has put me in the position of being laid off a lot. And I was laid off from my full-time job in July. And uh, pretty much ever since I've been sort of just trying to figure out like my next move because the economy right now is just not ideal. I applied to so many jobs and a lot of them honestly haven't looked so great. So right now I, I do have a freelance client that I'm doing writing for. And I also took on a seasonal retail job, which isn't quite as fun as I hoped, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I, you know, I just keep telling myself like it's, you know, it's getting me out of the house. It's I'm meeting new people and I'm at least, you know, keeping myself busy, which I do appreciate. So, and it's just till January. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I'm, you know, continuing to, I have self published several books. I'm working on another one right now. So just staying busy. And are all those books under your name or do you have like a cool, like secret writer name? (laughs) I, all of them are under my name. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) They're good. I suggest them. (laughs) I've read most of them. I think the only one I haven't read is the, the lemon drop. And that was called the short story one. I don't think I've read that one. Yeah. But I think I've read all the other ones. I'm in the middle of the most recent one that just dropped this month. Cool. So yeah. And we're just doing this podcast. I actually like had Derek come over after I got laid off. I was like, I just need someone to like bounce ideas off of because Ah. I'm always trying to come up with, you know, I always want to do like, I always want to stay creative and do things that with my own ideas and I've tried things before that you know haven't worked and I I don't want I didn't want to start something else that would just be like a a big time suck and no like no return in terms of like just I feel like I put so many things out into the void you know and Derek was like why not a podcast and I'm like what would we talk about like I was just so perplexed by this idea (laughs) like small businesses. And it's so funny because, um, you know, I think Derek and I have tried to support small businesses a lot, like over the past handful of years, like we are both, um, you know, anti-capitalism and we want to support the small businesses and we want to support individuals. And we get, if people don't support us, we get mad. So we were like, why don't we do something to support other people that don't get support, you know? Yeah. So so thoughtful (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that yeah i I just think it's that's really cool because i've thought about sort of similar ideas like more focused just on the dallas scene i guess Mm -hmm. you know more like a dallas kind of small business you know podcast um so i yeah i don't know i i think it's neat what y'all are what y'all are doing and uh yeah, I mean, I I feel honored that y'all invited me to be a part of it. Like, yeah, so thanks so much for uh, asking me to come on. Yeah, we're honored that you came on. on. What's that? I said we're honored that you came on. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, it was my pleasure. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I I actually I'm one of those few people who has not done a lot of Zoom meetings. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this, I mean, I've done a handful, if that, you know. And so, so I was like during during our meeting, I was like, this is so cool. I'm like <laughs> people, I'm like with them, but we're we're not here, but we are. <laughs> you're one of the few (laughs) yeah i'm like so obviously you did not spend the pandemic going to zoom meetings jeremy no no we we were all having zoom fatigue (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure you know there's a balance you know uh, that too i don't mind it i will take a zoom meeting over an in-person meeting yeah yeah Yeah, for sure (laughs) you know yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. This this I, was so fun. Um where where can people find you online? Yeah. Um I would probably tell people to just follow me on Instagram um at Jeremy in in Turner. Um so that's uh yeah, at Jeremy then the letter in and then Turner. Um, because I, I, you know, I'll always post my, you know, new projects on there. And, and so, yeah, it's probably the best way to keep up with me and what I'm up to. Cool. And I guess, I mean, given that we, we did spend a lot of time talking about home alone, but I'm curious, like, what is your, what is your family's like favorite Christmas movie or what do you have like a Christmas tradition or something that you do every year? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can guess what my family's favorite Christmas movie is. <laughs> you don't get sick of watching it? No, no. It's Well, I, was, I actually got a little mad at my kids the other day because they were at Grandma's house, and Grandma on the phone told me that they were watching Home Alone. I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> they're, they're going to wait for me. They can't watch that without me. And so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we, of course, love Home Alone. Um, but, uh, you know, my second favorite is definitely It's a Wonderful Life, you know? I okay. Mean, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I haven't uh, watched that in forever. I gotta watch it. But I, f- I feel like that one, like, like for me, I like to watch it, like, on Christmas Day, you know, or, or Christmas Eve, you know, something like that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, tra- traditions... You know, I would say our favorite Christmas tradition would be um, <clears throat> usually the Sunday, like afternoon after like Thanksgiving, we'll like go to like a Christmas tree farm and we'll go pick out our tree and then we'll like cut it down and I'll wear this flannel shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, there's, you know, there's, yeah, there's this awesome tree farm out here where you'll get hot cocoa and you'll. Yeah, cut your own tree down. It's, it's just an experience, a full experience, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably say that's our most, like, sort of unique, like, our family thing we do that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How about y'all? What what kind of Christmas or holiday tr- traditions do y'all have? I'll go first because mine's pretty easy. Okay. Um, <laughs> so for Thanksgiving, I don't go home. Um, home for me is Louisiana. Okay. So yeah, uh, every Thanksgiving, I would like we. So I'm married now, but we but we were living together for a while before we married and had a roommate at one point who's one of my best friends. And 
every Thanksgiving while we were living together, we would watch the Macy's Day Parade. And then, like, we would all get, like, we would never be able to finish it because we had to go, like, do family stuff, you know? Yeah. And so now we've all moved away. And so now every year we don't go home for for Thanksgiving uh-huh. and we watch the parade together. Like, she's in Portland, so me and my husband watch it here and she watches it in Portland and we just talk about it on the phone together. So that's our Thanksgiving tradition. And for Christmas, we never really had a whole lot of like, you know, like you were talking about cutting down the tree and stuff. It was just kind of like, you know, just family gatherings, you know, just eating and, you know, being together was really all our tradition was. Cool. Cool. I, uh, I'm from the Midwest and my, my mom still lives in Indiana. Uh, but ever I've lived, I've lived in Austin for seven years and she's come here for every holiday since I've moved here because I just find, I mean, I'm sure there's fun stuff to do in Indiana, but Austin has so much fun holiday stuff to do. And so we always, I mean, we have done so much of like, you know, going to like see the different Christmas lights and they have like a coffee shop called Mozart's here and they do like a big light show every, like it's every 30 minutes you can go and see this light show. And they do this pop-up called Miracle on Fifth downtown where it's just everything from every Christmas movie. They play Home Alone. They have the lamp from the Christmas story. They do like handcrafted cocktails that are like all themed and in these like cute mugs we always go to that so we just find as many things around austin that we can do even during the she didn't come down for 2020 we did like a zoom christmas but even like last year things were starting to like open up and we just found like different things to do but um and we always watch like Uh, my mom and I like we both love Christmas Vacation Um, that is like such a close second favorite to me I know that's also a John Hughes film so it's Mm -hmm. so funny because I I'm sort of starting to learn more about screenwriting and I'm dabbling in that and I went to a writer's retreat over the summer and they were asking us to think about movies where your character has a scene by, by themselves and they're like reflecting or whatever. And that scene where, you know, Clark is in the attic and he's like looking at the old film. That is probably one of my favorite scenes from a movie ever. Cause it's, Uh it's so funny because he's wearing the like Uh scarf and the gloves yeah. But it's also so sentimental because of like yeah. what, you know, he it's I feel like that's the crux of the movie because he just wants to make such a memorable holiday for his family. Oh. So we we always watch Christmas Vacation. And last year, all these years, I thought that my mom did not want to watch Rent because she doesn't like <laughs> movies that have anything sad in them. And I was like, I'm forcing you to watch Rent on Christmas Eve because it is a holiday movie. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know that one. I've never seen it. Really? What? Yeah. There's your homework. Go watch yeah. it. Watch Rent. It's so it's because it's like it's it's the life of this group of you know of, of one year and it starts like on Christmas Eve. Honestly, I watched it during the pandemic and it's like it because it takes place like during the AIDS epidemic where you know they're bohemians and they don't want to pay rent 
and watching it during the pandemic, I was like, wow, this sounds familiar. <laughs> so much of like what they talk about. So I made her watch it last Christmas and she ended up liking it so much. So that is um, this year. I'm like, okay, Christmas Eve, we're watching it. Now it's going to be a new tradition. <laughs> so. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. I also haven't watched Rent in a long time, so now I'm inspired. It's so good. <laughs> like the songs are just so good. Yeah. Like I love the songs and it is, it, there are sad parts in it, but it's so funny. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good mix. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to see that one. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. Well, we've we've taken cool. enough of your time. I know. Thank you so much. It was it was so good talking to you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, y'all were both just so delightful, and I hope that someday our paths cross where I get yes. to meet y'all in person. You know, and just because I, I, really, I really enjoyed this. So thanks a lot. I know. Yeah, we'll have to come to one of the Airbnbs together. I know we have to go to the Slater. Far, like, so I've decided. I'm, I'm inspired to go to the Slater. Yes. <laughs> and there we go. There we go. See one yes. of y'all. Exactly. Yeah, we'll have to go for a birthday. <laughs> I know. We totally need to have like a pajama party and in the Slater. Yeah. We'll wear like '90s pajamas, whatever yeah. that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks a lot, y'all. This was just really fun. And yeah. I just you. wish you guys just so much success with your podcast and your thank books. You. Just, you know, whatever's next for y'all and for your, your studio. I hope thanks. it continues to grow and, and flourish. So, uh, yeah. Thanks a lot. And happy holidays. Yeah. <laughs> And tell your it's daughter here. we said hello. Tell her we gave her a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I will. I will. And my son too. Maybe I didn't yeah. throw him in now too because he's going to be going to say, out. Dad, I encouraged you to not give up and to do the Kevin. So now I, <laughs> I put it out there. Okay. <laughs> All right. You did your due diligence. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, you Bye. too. Thank you, you too. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Holly, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OrangeJulia7, also on TheBitterLemon.com and on Etsy, Bitter Lemon Digital. And Derek, where can people find you? So I am on Instagram with my personal account at Yoga with Derek, and that's D-E-R-E-K, spelled the correct way. And on Instagram for Yoga for All Humans, it is at Yoga for All Humans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, don't judge my TikTok game. I'm still learning. On LinkedIn, you can sync up with me, Derek Hagler, on there. And Yoga for All Humans has its own LinkedIn account as well. And of course, yogaforallhumans.com is the studio's website. Small Business Happy Hour has its own Instagram account at Small Business Happy Hour, or you can email us at smallbusinesshappyhour at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers. See, See you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.